This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime at our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Okay, we've been talking about defeat and to refuse defeat, and that takes a little bit of a fight, does it not? To refuse to be defeated. And so there's the past three weeks, we've been really studying about the armor of God, you know, and there's a whole lot more we can learn about that. But I want you to think about this, that God may not shield us from all the storms of life. He may not shield us from all the storms of life, but he will always shelter us in the storms of life. In the, that means it's like, you may not like a storm to come, but he's going to take good care of us during the storm. Real good care of us. So it's not like, well, no storms ever come. That's not true. There are storms in this life. And, and so we've been learning a little bit about that and how that will relate to us. And let me just read you one of the basic key foundation scriptures that we talked about over the last three weeks. And this is part four. And they're all standalone, or you can go out and watch them again online if you want to, or you can take one home with you, and it's all free. It don't cost you nothing. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord, not just you go to the gym and you get your strength up there so you can be strong in you. <laughs> or you just got courses and, and things again. You're getting your brain really strong. Now it says here, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put all of God's armor, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand I mean, so you'll be able to hold your ground. You'll be able to hold your ground. Put on all God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. And he's always trying to pull us down. You know that? The enemy of ourselves, he's always trying to pull us down. He's always trying to Pull us down. Psalms 115, verse 9 says, O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is your, what's that word? He is your helper. Trust him. Does anybody ever need any kind of help? And he's someone you can confide in. Trust in the Lord. He is your helper. He is your shield. That's part of your armor. Verse 10, O priest of Aaron, trust the Lord. He is your helper. He is your shield. Some in armor. Verse 11, all you who fear the Lord, trust the Lord. He is your helper. He is your shield. You think he's trying to get a point across here? You know, verse 9, 10, he's saying the same thing. You know, trust in him. He's your helper. He's your shield. Shield protects you. He didn't say a storm was... Storms will never come. He says he's going to protect you in the midst of storms. That's what he's telling us. Psalms 33 verse 20 says, We depend on the Lord. Along with a couple thousand other things. You are God alone. 
We depend on the Lord alone to save us. Only he can help us, protecting us like a shield. Part of the armor. He's there. He loves us. He cares about every detail of our life. Now in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, it says this. Fight so to believers. God's words instructing us, his children, fight the good fight. And it's a fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. And a, a good fight is one that you win. I'd say a bad fight is one that you lose. So he says, fight the good fight of faith. And how do we increase our faith? Faith enables you to move mountains. Faith enables you to get your prayers answered. Faith changes you and it changes the world in which we live. And he's advocating you and I fight the good fight of faith. Second Chronicles chapter 20. There are some things I'm going to talk about here tonight that uh, we, we talk about some of these things before. And we're going to talk about some of these things again in the future. This is something that's extremely relevant to you and to me of what we're going through right now. But listen to what he says here in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1. It says, Sometime later, the Moabites and Ammonites, and accompanied by the Minyanites, joined forces to make war on Jehoshaphat. Now, Jehoshaphat was a king over God's people. And, and, and these, all these ites, they joined their forces to make war against Jehoshaphat. And when they joined to make war, they, they joined to make war to destroy Jehoshaphat and his kingdom and all God's people. Jehoshaphat received this intelligent report. A huge force is on its way from beyond the Dead Sea to fight you. Jehoshaphat, from this intelligent report, you you got three of these massive armies of thousands upon thousands upon thousands, and they're coming to stomp you in the ground, to destroy you and everything that's dear to you. A huge force is on its way from from beyond the Dead Sea to fight you. There's no time to waste. They're already at Hazazon Tamar, the oasis in Jedah, and he says here in verse 3, Shaken, Jehoshaphat, did the wisest thing he could do. He prayed. And that's the wisest thing you and I can do when trouble comes our way. Shaken, Jehoshaphat prayed, and he went to God for help. And we know he's a helper. We just got through reading about that. He is a phenomenal helper. You can put your trust in him. Absolutely. Shaken, Jehoshaphat prayed, and he He went to God for help and he ordered a nationwide fast. You ever fast? Susan and I fast and say, you know what? We should declare a church fast sometime. Uh, Think about declaring a fast. You don't have to do it, but you you will get in tune with God when you do. You really do. Anyhow. It says, Shaken, Jehoshaphat prayed. He went to God for help and he ordered a nationwide fast. The country of Judah, do you know what Judah means? It means praise. Ooh, that's a very significant word. Very significant. If you want to be victorious in any area of your life. And he says, The country of Judah united in seeking God's help. And that's what we need. We need God's help. 
We need God's help right now in this pandemic. We need God's help now with all the confusion, the chaos that goes on in our nation, in our world right now. Lots of things is changing. Anyhow, it says the country of Judah united, you know, seeking God and praying and fasting, seeking God's help. <laughs> and they came from all the cities of Judah. 100% of all the cities of Judah, everybody came. They came from all the cities of Judah to pray to God. Verse 5 says, Then Jehoshaphat, he took a physician before the assembled people of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of God in front of the new courtyard. And he said, O God, God of our ancestors, are you not God in heaven above and ruler over all? Over what? What percentage is that? Jehoshaphat, aren't you ruler over 100% of everything goes on on this whole planet now? Of all kingdoms below, you hold all. What percentage you said was? You hold all power, 100% power and might in your fist, and no one stands a chance against you. And didn't you make the natives of this land leave as you brought your people Israel in? We've seen these people before when we came into this land. And said, didn't you make them leave as you brought your people Israel in, turning it over permanently to your people Israel? You turned it over to us, he said. And you made these people leave. The descendants of Abraham, your friend. They have lived here and built a holy house of worship to honor you. I mean, a lot better than what we've built here, but we've got a place where we worship God, although we can worship him anywhere. But this is what he's saying, you know, they built a holy house of worship to honor you, saying, when the worst happens, have you ever had the worst happen? When the worst happens, whether war or flood, or disease, or famine, and we take our place before this temple, we know you are personally present in this place. Our ever-present God. When we come together in any location, this happens to be the one that we meet in the most. When we get together in the name of the Lord, God bless you. He is personally present. There, he's present in this place. Our ever-present God. It says here in Psalms 46, in the Amplified Bible, he says, God is our refuge and, and, and our strength, mighty and impenetrable, a very present, very present and well-proved help in trouble. He is very present. It's not like you go, well, I wonder where God's at. When he's very present, you are aware of it. And he said here, he's a very present and well-proved help. We put this to the test. He has proved himself to be there and present with us, and he's helped us every time in a time of trouble. And that's why we come to this place together to worship you. And we, we know your promises, and you said you would be very present. And well proved help in trouble. Uh, Psalms 22 verse 3 says, You are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. 
That's saying you inhabit, you, you live in the praises of your people. Wow. In our praise, when you praise, have you ever praised God? When you praise him, God moves in. He lives in that. Woo, this is awesome. This is fantastic. This is wonderful. You see this thing right here? What is that? It's an extension cord. Did you know that electricity, when this thing is connected to the source, electricity lives in the wire? How many of y'all got some wire in your house? Every one of you do. You ever see the wires outside on the telephone poles? And there are some cities that figured it out way before we have. You don't see them because they buried all those wires, but they're still there. And the wire goes underground. But the electricity lives in the wires. And you know what? I don't know if you knew this or not, but at the end of the week, our governor, I don't know if he likes this stuff or not, but he declared fishing season open last week. It don't normally open until about halfway or three-quarters of the way through April. Did you know that? Did you know fish need water to live in? Fish live in water. They thrive in water. They survive and thrive and they grow and they mature. They live in water. Electricity lives in water. You know what I'm talking about. Let's see, do I have anything else in here? <laughs> You might know what this is. <clears throat> it's an oxygen sensor. It tells you how much oxygen I have in my body. <clears throat> and you and I, why don't we live on the moon? No oxygen. How come we don't live on the bottom of the ocean? Not any oxygen that we can use. <coughs> And we need oxygen in order to live. Well, my Bible is telling me, let me move that back around there. It's telling me here, you know, that you are wholly enthroned on the praises of Israel. Let me read it to you in the King James Bible. It says, but thou, almighty God, Papa God, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest. You know, it's like, we inhabit a home over on Cary Street. We inhabit this church building right now. We live here, you know. He says, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest, inhabitest what? The praises of Israel. God lives in our praise. The way fish live in water. The way electricity lives through that wire, you know. And you and I live where there's oxygen. God inhabits He's enthroned there. He loves living in our praises. When we are praising him, God is happy because that's what he's created us to praise him. He genuinely has. Anyhow, listen to what it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Don't you realize that your body 
is the, what does that say? The temple of the Holy Spirit who, who lives where? Did you know the Holy Spirit lives in you? He surely wants to. And you can kick him out. You can evict him if you want to. You know, it's not advisable to do that, you know. But he says, don't you realize your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit wants to live within you. And, 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 and we're to be praising God, worshiping him, thanking him, communicating in such ways to him. And, and God lives in that. He lives in us. And we get closer and closer to him. I'm going to tell you something where God don't live, and he sure don't like living there. He does not like living in the complaints of his people. God goes, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> he don't like living in complaints and moaning and groaning and fussing and belly. He don't like it, but he lives. He inhabits the praises of his people. That's just what the Bible tells us. And then if you take your time and you read through the, the book of Revelation, read through chapter 4 in Revelation, it tells us that praise is the atmosphere of the throne of heaven. I've, there's people who've come here in this old building at times before. And those who join us just online can't quite experience it the same, but people come in and go like, I felt something when I walked in. I, I, felt, I felt something very positive, and I felt welcome. I felt loved. I felt the presence of God. And I felt cared for. You know, but the, the, the throne of Almighty God, that's what I'm talking about, the throne of Almighty God, it has an atmosphere of the praise of the saints. The atmosphere of heaven is praise and rejoicing and singing and worshiping and thanking. That's the atmosphere of heaven, you know. So if you don't like that kind of stuff, you wouldn't like heaven, okay? If you like complaining and moaning and groaning and belly aching and cussing and fussing and all of that, you, you ain't going to like heaven because there ain't none of that stuff there. <laughs> but God inhabits not the complaints, not the moaning and groaning. He inhabits the praises of his people. This is what it says here in Psalms 100, verse 1. It says in the message, it says, On your feet now, applaud God, exclamation mark. You see that? Why don't we see if we can put that to the test right now? On your feet now and applaud God. This is better than a touchdown. This is better to applaud God than knocking a home run. This is better than making a three-point shot from way down to the court on the basketball. To applaud Almighty God, who has put us here. Every good thing we have, it came from him. And he says it here. He says, on your feet now. Applaud God! Exclamation mark. That's what I'm talking about. Woo! Man, I could, I could do this for a long time. This is fantastic. Okay, you may be seated. And you guys at home, you may be seated too. Okay. But he says that. It's like, wow, we can do that. Just out of the clear blue. He says, on your feet now and applaud God. For what? For everything. 
anything and everything good you've ever experienced or ever will experience it all because God loves you. He's crazy about you and he's provided it for you. And he goes on to say, bring a gift of laughter. Some of you was laughing a while ago. I heard you. You know, everybody's up there applauding God. <laughs> we laughing. This is fun. God, do you like hearing your children or your grandkids laughing? What does God, how does he feel about you when you're applauding him and you're laughing? How does God feel about that? He's crazy about it. He loves it. He likes it. Absolutely. And he goes on to say, bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. Sing yourselves into his presence. Or you can complain yourself out of his presence. You can just be complaining and complaining and God goes, I'm going to take a walk. Where are you going? Somewhere away from you, you know. You, you can sing yourself into the presence of Almighty God or you can complain yourself out of the presence of God. That's what he tells us here. I really like the way it says that. Sing yourselves into his presence, you know. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will give praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will rejoice. I will rejoice in the Lord. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Are you guys still here? <laughs> I sincerely became keenly aware as I was singing that there was somebody else here than just you and me. I became keenly aware of that, you know? And if you just take a little time, and the scripture says, sing yourself into his presence. You will never groan and gripe and complain yourself into the presence of God. You do that, and you'll become less aware that he even exists, to be honest with you. But he says, sing yourselves into the presence of of Almighty God, you know? And I like the idea, and you should make a note of that. I can sing myself into his presence. Whatever songs that you like to sing to God and applaud him and sing yourself into his presence, you know? Um, picking up at Psalms uh, 100, verse 3, it says, Know this, God is God. He made us. We didn't make him. Now, some people think you can cut down a tree and you can carve it and you can shape it and you can paint it and you can even overlay it with gold or silver or something. Hey, I got a God. No, you don't. You have a piece of firewood. Now, it might be an expensive piece of firewood, but that's all it's good for, to be honest with you. You don't want to worship something that don't really exist. And he says here, he made us. We didn't make him. We're his people, his well-tended sheep. He takes good care of his sheep. We're his. And we're his well-tended sheep. Enter with the, what's that say? 
Are you all familiar with passwords? I just don't like passwords. I've had to change my password. You would never believe how many times I changed my password. Hundreds. Because I can't remember what I made it the last time. I got all kinds of fancy little sentences and scriptures and statements. And I, oh, yeah, I always remember this one. But I remember all the other ones at the same time. Did I do this or do this? And after it shuts me down and it don't let me in there. And then it gives me an opportunity. You can change your password. Let's do that. I've changed it many times. Enough. Now, Susan, on her phone, now God gave us with her. She has all my passwords. Yeah, but while she was at church this past week, I changed a couple of them. Because she wasn't here to tell me what my password was when it was asking me for a password. Man. Well, I like the Bible. I really do. Listen to verse 4. Enter with the password. This is it. Thank you. Don't never need to change it. You will never be locked out of the presence of Almighty God. All you do is come and say, thank you. And God goes, come on in. You know, that's an awesome password. I think I've actually used that one before. But I forgot which place I used that one at. You know, anyhow, we understand passwords. What a wonderful password. Enter with the password. Thank you. Thank you. And right now, I'm helping you to remember your password to get into the presence of God. Thank you. Thank you. Enter. He says, enter with the password. Thank you. Make yourselves at home. When you enter into the, the, the presence of Almighty God, he doesn't say, well, you stay there. You stand back up. You know, let me, I got to talk to you. No. What does he say? Make yourselves at home. How do we do that? How, how do you make yourself at home? Talking praise. Say, thank you. And you come in and say, God, you got a wonderful presence. And it's so wonderful fear and anxiety. They've left me in your presence. And my faith soars and things are changing. And your provisions are always there. And you just talk praise. You, you praise him for everything he's ever done and everything he's promised yet to do and how much he loves us and he's made a place for heaven and all of our loved ones who trusted him, they're there cheering us on, waiting for us, you know, one day. Anyhow, he says, verse 4, enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home. Talk and praise. Talk and praise. Thank him. Worship him. He said, this is how you make yourself at home, you know, talking praise, thanking him, worshiping him. Verse 5 says, for God is sure beauty. God is sheer beauty, all generous, all generous in love, loyal always and ever. He's always loyal. He'll always do what he's told us he's going to do. That's, that's what he tells us. He promises that. Isaiah 43, 21, it says, This people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. Now, these people I've declared for myself, and they know the password. <laughs> these people I've declared 
I form for myself, they shall declare my praise. And see, during praise, we, we take our eyes off of people and we take our eyes off of problems and we focus on God and focus on, on God's promises and, and we focus on God's power. When we begin to praise him, we focus on God. And God alone can do anything and everything. And he's crazy about you. He's going to help you. He's going to take care of you. Even during a pandemic, he's going to take care of you. And even when the rest of the world kind of goes crazy, he's going to take care of you. Psalms 149, verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his, what's that word say? Praises in the assembly of the faithful. For the Lord, he delights in his people. Like Susan, she delights in her grandkids. I, I do too. We delight in our children. We delight in our grandchildren. We delight in the men and women, boys and girls of our, our church. We delight in you. That's like awesome. That's wonderful. It's fantastic. But it says here, the Lord delights in his people. And he crowns the humble with uh, victory. And see, it's only, it's only the humble man or only the humble woman will even consider praising him. If we're humble, we just thank you. Did you have a good day today? I took a couple of pictures today with my phone, and it's like, whoa, look at all that blue sky. And the ground, most of the ground is turning brown. <laughs> yeah, it's been white for a good long while. You know that. And I'm just like, wow, this is fantastic. This is wonderful. I just begin to, to praise him for all that he has done. And we just delight in whatever he thinks is best for us today. You want it white? <laughs> we like white. You want it brown? We like brown. You want it green? We really like green, <laughs> you know. Seriously, we genuinely do. And we praise him, and he shows up. He lives. He inhabits the praises of his people. As we're praising man, we just become more and more aware of him. We really, really do. Now, let me, I'm going to give you seven different Hebrew words. I'm going to give you the definitions of what praise means, as these all kind of overlap together. And we can break it down into more detail at another time. But I got some other things I want to share with you. Anyhow, praise means... To revere, to revere God, to worship with open hands, lifted hands. That, that's what praise means. That's one of them. Another Hebrew word, it means to boast. It means to rave, you know. It means to, to go on and on and on about somebody. That's like grandmas and grandpas. Did I tell you about my grandson? Did I tell you about my granddaughter? And you go, yes, you did. You started three hours ago. Well, praise is just going on and on and on about awesomeness of God, who he is and what he's got planned for us. The word praise, it means to shine, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. It means to dance, you know, not only applaud, but to dance. It means to, to make music. It means an extension of the hands. It means thanksgiving. It means to kneel, to bless God. It means to salute. You know, it means to thank. Uh, the, the word praise, it means a hymn. It means a spontaneous song that you never heard before. 
Or maybe you have heard it, but it just like just burst out of you. You couldn't help yourself. You just started singing it. It just kind of spontaneously just burst out, you know. The word praise, it means to address in a loud tone. It means to shout, to commend. That's what praise is talking about. And the Bible says God created us to praise him, and he inhabits. He lives in that. You want things to change in your circumstances? You want things to change in your health, your finances, and your relationships, and your job, and your community? You want things to change? Become a praiser. Begin to praise God. This is a part of our, our armor. This is part of our secret weapon that just changes things. It brings God near into the midst of it all. Psalms 34, it says, I will praise the Lord every other day. I will praise the Lord at all. What, what percentage is all? I will praise the Lord at all times, but is, is, is all times... Is everything all always perfect? I just stepped on my shoestring and untied it. Don't I have reason to fuss and complain? No? I'm having to tie my shoe in front of all you guys. But I could just praise God. I got shoes to wear. <laughs> and my socks do not have holes in them tonight either. If I'd had to take them off, you know. I, I praise God for... Oh, it's probably good to have holy socks, you know, for a holy man, you know, right? No, but they ain't got no holes in them tonight. Okay. Anyhow, let me see. Where was I at? Oh, Psalms 34. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly, that means always. I will constantly speak his praises. From the time I rise up in the morning to the time I go to bed, and I'm going to probably be dreaming praises throughout the night as well. I will boast only in the Lord. Not like, well, look what I did. Look, look how smart I am. Look how strong I am. Look how handsome I am. Look what I can do. It says, no, uh-uh. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. All who are helpless, no matter what you're helpless in, don't matter. All who are helpless, take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Talk about his greatness. You know, I burst out in that song quite often, but it's just like, you know, oh, Lord, my God, you know, how great thou art. He just, he just boasts about the greatness of almighty God in every area of our lives, you know. It says, let us exalt his name. And it's wonderful when we can get together as believers and exalt his name Together, exalt his name. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. You're taking me from that oh, miry clay. Set my feet upon a rock. And now I know I love you. Need you. Though the, the world may fall, I will never let you go. My Savior, my closest friend, I'm going to love you until the end. Now, I don't know if, if you know that he is really real. He hears that. That puts a smile on God's face. And, it, and what happens when your grandbabies puts a smile on your face? Do you give them a spanking? Do you bless them? Do you give them an extra cookie? Absolutely. 
Well, that's what I'm talking about. It says, come, let us tell the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name and let's do it together. Now, what if I was to tell you, you know, tonight that you were underdressed? We're going on the mountain in the morning where Susan and I are. And if I said, you're underdressed, honey, I'm not talking about she needs a dress on and some makeup on or or a lacy blouse or something. If you're underdressed, that means you don't have the proper layers to get done what you need to do. Does that make sense? If you're going to be, uh, for your life, if you're getting ready to go play football, and I said, you're underdressed. You're wearing a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. What would that do in football? It would get you killed, <laughs> you know. You need, you need some uh, armor, <laughs> you know. You need some of that padding and all. And lots of times, you and I... We are underdressed. No hat, no gloves, no parka, no this or that or another, whatever it is you need. If you're going to go skydiving, you, you, you could be underdressed. If you're going to go biking or camping or hunting or football or mountain climbing, or if you're going to go to a wedding, there's a certain dress code that you take. Is that true? Absolutely. Well, praise is a God-given garment. Now, this is just a make-believe garment of praise, okay? So this is really not praise, but it's a pretty decent jacket, and it keeps me warm up on the mountain, and you can layer that thing. But listen to what the Bible says. <clears throat> Isaiah 61, verse 3. Given to them... Beauty for ashes. Does that sound like a pretty good deal? How many of you got some ashes? These are real ashes. I asked my wife to get them for me, and she went to the fireplace, and these are our ashes. Now, does anybody have ashes by cause of certain things of your life? It's part of your past. And he said, he'll give us beauty if we give him our ashes. Ashes of things that's burned up and ashes of things that's in our past is gone. Is that a pretty good deal or what? He gives us beauty for ashes. That's what he tells us. Give unto them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy. Give them joy instead of mourning. And the garment of what? For the spirit of what? Spirit of heaviness is always being pulled down. And God's word says, give them, give them the garment of praise. And, 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 and you give him that spirit of heaviness. I got on the garments of praise. Oh, wow, this is wonderful. Oh, thank you, almighty God. You are so wonderful. And I had been just being pulled down. The devil's pulling me down. Everything I thought about, he just pulled me down and pulled me down. And he talked about my past, talked about my future, talked about my, my, my present right now. He's just pulling me down and pulling me down. And the Bible says, put on the garment of praise. This is part of your armor. You mean praising God makes a difference? Yes, it does. An amazing, miraculous Difference is what I'm talking about. Given to them beauty for their ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness is always pulling you down. 
Now, I don't know, have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Pretty interesting place to go to. Susan and I have been there one time, and it was pretty cool when we went there. But uh, that mighty Niagara River, it promised, it, it drops 180 foot. Our steeple is 90 feet to the top. But the, the Niagara River, it drops 100, man, 180 feet, you know. And if you get in that water and get closer to the falls, it's always pulling you down, down, down. And before the, the uh, falls get there, it's turbulent. It's, it's violent. It's, it's rapids. You know, there's always pulling you down. And further upstream, however, where the river's current flows more gently and boats are able to navigate further up the river, there's a pedestrian walkway that spans across the river and it's posted on the bridge. On the pylons that are there, there's this warning for all the boaters who are thinking about going beyond that point. It says, do you have an anchor? Uh, I think we got one over there somewhere in the boat. And then it has another sentence on their, their sign up here. It says, do you know how to use it? Is that important? Because this, an anchor can do you harm if you don't know how to use it. And it can save your life if you do know how to use it. And the armor of God can, can save your bacon if you know how to use the armor of God, including the garment of praise. Do you know how to use the garment of praise? Do you know when to put that thing on? You know, instead of having a spirit of heaviness, and, and that's what we can learn how to do, you know. Uh, and, and you put on the garment of praise and it prevents disaster. It changes things in our life. Oh, man. Whew. I got a whole lot more stuff I want to tell you tonight. It's just like life-changing kind of stuff. But I'm running out of time. I'm on page seven. I only got 13 pages of stuff I wanted to... I had to get across to you tonight. And I, I X'd out so much of what I was reading and studying. And it's just like, this is good. I don't have to. So maybe I'm going to put it back in there for next week. But I'm telling you, it will change your life if you understand that praise is what you can do that will change your life forever. It's natural to be sad and gloomy. It's always got to complain about something always willing to say no you know just always always just so negative it's just natural to do that but it's supernatural to praise God no matter what no matter what it's supernatural and it changes things it's part of the armor and it protects you and it defends you and it helps you and it changes things in your life and in the lives of your loved ones it changes your health and your finances and your relationships and your community and, and your state and your nation and your world. It changes things in regards how it impacts you. It genuinely does. Wow. I can't believe all this. That's one thing. I ain't just figured out how to do this yet. I've only been a pastor for 40 years. You'd think I'd figured this thing out by now. Why not go to work so hard? Because I got to eat of it already. I got to enjoy it already. And it's so exciting, you know.
Let me just give you one little verse. I got, a, got so much of it. It's just fantastic. Let me just give you one little verse and we'll close. Hebrews 13, 15. Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. It's a sacrifice. It's something that's pleasing to God. Years ago, they would sacrifice an animal or a bird or some vegetable. The sacrifices he wants right now is just praise. That's a sacrifice that's so pleasing. He delights in it. And, and he lives in that place where you're offering such sacrifices as praise. And, oh, yeah, I, I feel like complaining a little bit, and I feel a little down and all, but, but I'm going to praise you. I will praise the Lord. I will praise you, Lord, no matter what tomorrow brings or what it has in store. I will praise you, Lord. And I'm going to tell you, if, if we can learn that, when we just start doing that, what you're doing is you're putting on the garment of praise. And that spirit of heaviness is trying to pull you down to the bottom of Niagara Falls, trying to pull you down, 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 and destroy you, will never succeed. When we're looking up and when we're praising Almighty God, you access the supernatural power of Almighty God, and it changes things in your life and how it impacts those who are in your sphere of influence. Anyhow, I, I just, I, we got to talk about this next week, okay? But I hope that you'll begin to put these things into practice and you can even cheat if you want to and you can go on over to your uh, version. I've already put all the notes in there for next week, you know. I thought it was for this week, but it's for this week and next week, I suppose, and some more stuff. So you can't cheat until tomorrow. <laughs> My bride tells me, those scriptures won't be on your version phone until tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You know what, Denise? Denise, are you up there? Is Rocky up there too? Now, I don't know if you notice, but Denise has been putting a PowerPoint up there. Can you just send us a scripture real quick? Can you send us one? Whoa. Say to God, how awesome. Or your deeds, your enemies cringe before your mighty power. She has been doing this forever and ever and ever. She's been putting that together for us. And her and Rocky do that, and they help run all the sound system and make sure that thing is working, and this is working and all. And, and we just are so thankful for Denise and for Rocky for all that they do. There are so many people who are involved in making Faith Living Church work Yes, for all those who are here, and we'll be here tomorrow at 9 o'clock and again at 11 o'clock, and the kids will be here at 9 o'clock also, but all the people, and since the pandemic, the thousands upon thousands of people who've heard the gospel because we've live-streamed it and we got it out beyond our borders. A lot of men and women who have served in so many uh, areas, and, and I'm just going to say, thank God for you. So if, if we get bored and don't have anything to thank God for, we just thank him for you guys. You're awesome. You're wonderful. You make a difference. You really do. 
Well, let's bow our heads together and, and pray, and we'll pick up on this stuff another time. And, you know, if Jesus comes back during the week, oh, well, we'll just have to finish it in heaven, I reckon, okay? Um, but practice it. Begin, become conscious of making a choice to put on the garment of praise and take off that spirit of heaviness. Turn loose of your ashes and accept his beauty that he offers to you. Let's bow our heads if we could. And dear, if you'd join me up here, I'd appreciate it. Now I just have to scoot just a little bit further because you try to keep me way back over here and I like to get over here a little bit closer. And we're still very socially distanced. I'm supposed to be six foot away, but look at there, that's what? 15 foot? Okay. Oh, did you guys know also that the rules has changed in Connecticut? We can have a lot more people. We're always, we're always going to be socially distancing. We're going to wear a mask. Not always if we don't have to. Just always. No, now. forever. <laughs> I think we're going to have to wear masks in heaven, aren't we? <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> uh, oh, man. But it's a positive thing. We'll be able to have more people. We really will. And that's fantastic. Let's bow our heads if we could. And what I first thing I'd like to do is just reaffirm our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For the benefit of those who are here who haven't declared their faith yet. And for those who are watching us online who have not declared their faith yet. But tonight's a good time to declare it. And to join us as we reaffirm our faith, declare your faith in Christ for the first time. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I believe that you love me. I believe that you love me. That's why you sent your son Jesus. That's why you sent your son Jesus. And he gave his life for me. And he gave his life for me. I praise you, Almighty God. I praise you, Almighty God. That you raised him from the dead. That you raised him from the dead. And that he is alive right now. And he is alive right now. Knocking at the door of our hearts. Knocking at the door of our hearts. And we open wide that door. And we open wide that door. And we welcome Jesus. And we welcome Jesus. As our Savior. As our Savior. And as our soon coming King. And as our soon coming King. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for forgiving us. For the pardon. For the pardon that we don't deserve. That we don't deserve. But you give it to us anyhow. But you give it to us anyhow. We believe. We believe. And we receive it. And we receive it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.